Thank you for listening to this talk produced by the Art Gallery of South Australia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this lunchtime talk. My name's Maria Zagala. I'm the Associate Curator of Prints, Drawings and Photographs here at the Art Gallery. And I just wanted to say it's wonderful to be here this um, afternoon to talk about a recent acquisition. And that is a print by Janet Dawson, Grand Brute, or Big Noise, from 1960. And it's this work up here. So this is an acquisition that um, we've been thrilled to make through the generosity of Barbara Farga. And it's a print that Janet Dawson made when she was living in Paris in 1960. So this afternoon, I'm just going to focus on this episode in Janet Dawson's life and art when she uh, made this very interesting a series of five lithographs, of which this is one, when she was a young woman uh, living in Paris. So Janet Dawson was born in 1935 in Sydney, and she lives today outside of Geelong in Victoria. So she's had a long and very productive life as an artist and has been absolutely at the forefront of avant-garde practice in Australia and has had a really incredible impact on art. However, this lithograph belongs to, you could say, her student years and uh, when she was forming as an artist. And she was uh, studying at the National Gallery of Art School in Melbourne and had great deal of success very early. In fact, in 1955, one of her uh, drawings of dancers was purchased by the National Gallery of Victoria. So at the age of, yeah, such a young age, she was already collected by the NGV and her great promise and skills as an artist were recognised in her student days when she received a, a prestigious travelling scholarship from the NGV school to study at the Slade in London. And she went to Europe in 1957 and lived there for four years. And she had two academic years at the Slade. I'm just going to hand out uh, a picture of the kind of work that she was making. For example, this study, a life drawing study of a dancer. You can see her training at, um, at the National Gallery School in Melbourne was focused on gaining skills like life drawing. She did also win an award when she was studying in abstract art. So really from very early on, she showed an interest in abstraction. And when she travelled to London to study at the Slade, she found that she had trouble with painting. And she describes in her letters home to her family, really this process of trying to uh, find her way. And in the end, she found that the lithography studio was the place where she could make work and where it flowed the easiest. 
And so she dedicated her early time at the Slade to working in lithography. And again, she was recognised there with a prize, a travelling prize. And this enabled her to travel to throughout Europe and also to live in Italy for five months and then to undertake a placement at a Atelier Patrice in Paris, working as a proof printer. Now, Janet Dawson's print making in this time from 1957 to around 1960 has always been of interest to print aficionados and print curators. Um, and I've often had conversations with colleagues who value a great deal what Dawson achieved in this time. But she's not an artist who received widespread recognition for these works. And that's why it's particularly wonderful that there has just been a master's thesis completed on her printmaking from these three years by an art historian from the ANU by the name of John Land. And he just um, submitted his master's in last year. So many of the comments that I have to make today and also the letters that I'm able to quote from that Janet Dawson wrote to her family from this time are really thanks to John Lance's very fine thesis. And also I rang Janet Dawson and spoke to her while I was working on preparing this talk and she's really thrilled that there's a real interest in this material um, from her past. She works um, as a painter and uh, in a different style now and is more known for her figurative still life and landscape works. So this wonderful lithograph, as I say, belongs to a group of about five works that she made. And she started, as I mentioned, at the Slade working with lithography and she was also working in an abstract mode but her prints were really exploring uh, internal spaces, so interiors. This work, which to you might look like a straight and pure abstract, is in fact based on Janet Dawson's drawings of the Italian countryside. So when she left the Slade and travelled to Italy, she found a studio outside of Rome in the steep hills of the Abruzzi Mountains and settled in this small village which she describes her encounter with it in her letters home as truly marvellous. There was something about that landscape that sank deeply into her and she described what that landscape was like for her. And I'll quote from her uh, letters. Well, to me, it was all the same thing. The landscape was a great body, and the body was a landscape. That was the feeling that Anticoli gave me. The physical experience of living there was so marvellous that somehow your body was a landscape and the landscape was part of you in the way that I hadn't felt before or hadn't perceived. And 
There is this wonderful sense, I think, in this lithograph of something in this work that to me is about lived experience and the experience of space, of being in space, of being in a particular landscape. And maybe that is what Janet Dawson describes in this encounter of her experience of being in Italy and of those hills, the ancient rocks and of that landscape. John Lant, in his thesis, explores really the way that Janet Dawson might have been uh, responding to the work of other artists and art traditions, what may have moved her towards this corporeal sensitivity, this understanding of the person in the landscape and the landscape being part of the person. And he notes that Dawson, when she was in London, uh, visited an exhibition of Japanese art at the V&A in uh, 1958. And Dawson also said this to me on the phone. She said, I wasn't really looking at abstract art in Britain when I made these drawings on which these prints are based. I was interested in Japanese art, Japanese and Chinese wash ink drawings and their landscape tradition. And it's kind of, yeah, an interesting thing to um, consider when we look at her, her work. So I've printed out a few of the drawings that she made when she was in um, staying at Anticoli because they are, you can see, where she laid down the foundations, if you like, for the um, prints that she made. And these wonderful charcoal drawings are in the collection of the Art Gallery of New South Wales. And you can see that when she describes making the drawings, she's not overly describing... It's, it's not easy to see the landscape, if you like, in them. And I guess this is one of the aspects of her abstraction and her work that is so appealing. There is the hinting of and the suggestion of organic forms, but those organic forms could be rocks and hills or they could be breasts or the body. And again, there's this, this sense of the melding of the two. So Janet Dawson had this, you know, five months of uh, living in this very quiet village of enjoying and being one with the community there and, and the beautiful nature. But then she was called to Paris to take on her placement at the Atelier Patrice. And she writes very vividly of the contrast of moving from this place where time was open and felt ancient to the hubbub of Paris and the excitement of working in this atelier. And the atelier printed the works of major French artists, figures such as Kumi Sugai, who was Japanese but based in Paris, and others. And Janet Dawson was expected from day one of her placement 
to print their works. And she describes that shock of just being plunged in the deep end. And her role was to work on the proofing process. So she would work closely with an artist and trying to get the colours right and trying to get the printing right before they reached the bonnetiere, that proof print that would then form the basis of the entire edition. And then someone else had to print, say, the 400 works that were part of that edition. And she described how she felt she had the best job, really, in the atelier. Apart from its being greatly demanding, it was incredibly physically demanding to be printing, intellectually demanding to be working so closely with artists who were demanding different colours and different approaches. It really gave her a sense of the problem solving and of being able to work closely with um, other artists. Now, in her spare time, and that she was working 12-hour days, so this was on the weekends and late into the night, she worked on her own prints. And she completed five... And this work here is one of those five. She's expanding her uh, mark-making and repertoire of forms, but there is this remarkable um, closeness, really, to the works and the way that these organic forms are evolving in her, in her um, prints. As I say, Janet Dawson worked on these five prints and that the completion of those was a requirement of her um, scholarship. She had to show them. And she also managed to have them published by Robert Erskine of St George's Gallery Prints in London. And they were exhibited in Paris, London, Philadelphia and Holland. So they immediately were out in the world. And when she returned to Australia... She exhibited her work and also established and was co-director of Gallery A. And this was a very important space in Melbourne. And she immediately uh, worked on introducing Melbourne artists to lithography. And one of those artists was Fred Williams. And in this display here, you can see on the wall, Yu Yang's Pond from 1964 which Janet Dawson printed herself for Fred Williams. And Fred Williams didn't make many lithographs. In fact, he only really returned to the medium many decades later. So I just want to point out that this wonderful lithograph is on the wall here with the work of Victor Passmore, who is a British abstract artist. He was also an um, architect and one of Janet Dawson's paintings with Source from 1963, which she made on her return to Melbourne. It's really great to be able to show her very specific approach to abstraction with its tension between the intuitive and intellectual beside these other artists and really to show her remarkable vision, individuality, which shines through, I think, in this work. And I hope that in the years to come, the gallery will be able to continue to build 
uh, her um, holdings, in particular in finding the other four prints of which this grand brute belongs. Thank you, everyone.